0: another podcast is here hello Hello. welcome to
1: the talk talk time
0: sorry everyone we're doing it again (laughs) yeah we've made the decision to annoy your eardrums once again and irritate your senses. And we will
2: continue to do it until you listen to us religiously. Yes.
0: Or just give us this money. This is your punishment.
2: Yeah, give us money. Yeah, that's, money. That's
0: an even better idea. If you just, like, go to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> we we should make have. one. Patreons usually have, like,
1: tiers where you get things for contributing. We should, like, take away punishments. Like, for just a dollar a month, you never have to listen to our podcast. <laughs>
0: for $5 I'll never stream again. <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> if you give me $5 a month, I will stop posting on whatever like Discord server or medium that you want me to.
0: <laughs> Man, this, this sounds like a good deal. I mean, yeah. I think we got to do this and we have to make one of those videos with the very like cheesy uh, like, a, like a pitch video, almost. like a pitch video, like the Kickstarter music with like the acoustic guitar and like a xylophone, and like we're
2: standing like in front of an empty like office building, like hello, <laughs> just a bunch of empty desks and chairs behind us. This is it. Yeah, we're coming to you today from the Bad RNG, and we want your money to keep us from making content.
1: <laughs> Are you tired of bad content?
0: <laughs> Now's your chance
2: to get rid of just some of it. <laughs> You can't do much about YouTube, but you can pay us to stop making it.
1: <laughs> for one low monthly payment, you can clear up
0: your problems today. <laughs> <laughs> so we're here again with another topic coming at you, and this is one that I've been looking forward to a lot. I know I've talked about it many times is video game music.
2: Yeah, this is this is something that we've been we've we talked about this for years. Like not even just like talk sitting down and talking about it as a podcast, but just like the nature of video game music in general.
0: Yeah. Like this is, this is one of those topics that we've come across a few times and like just in the last few days, we've been doing streams together where we're playing rocket league. And this is an idea that Pat and Alex were doing. And I just got in on it the other night is that they've been playing soundtracks from video games and they, like, sync them up while they're playing so we can all be listening to the same thing at the same yeah, time. Yeah, it's,
2: it's, it's pretty boss, actually. It worked out pretty well. It, yeah. it
0: was actually pretty awesome.
2: And we can mark it off as research for today's podcast. Yeah. It was very important. Mm-hmm. Important research we were doing.
0: But the thing that I I always initially go to when I think about, like, video game music is I always think back to the older generations of consoles before i even get to uh you know newer games because that's really what sticks in my head and maybe a part of it is like a bit nostalgia but i think it's more that the video the music at least in my opinion this is how i've always felt about it is the music has played such a big role back then because of the limitations that the system may have had so the music played such a big role in getting you engrossed in a game that the music had to be baller
1: oh yeah Definitely, and, definitely. Well, there's something... I was thinking about this on the way over, and there's something specifically about like NES-era music that's just a, a little bit entrancing, you know? Like like the chiptune sound. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is, but it really stands out. And, and I think part of it is that those NES games... like. Not that they were all, the music's all written the same, but there's something that feels a little uniform about it, so it's like its own genre, video game music.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the thing with that is this is something that I've been giving a little thought, and I kind of hinted at this as like a talking point earlier this week while we were discussing, like, you know, talking points and all that. But uh, I, I feel like a part of that is that they had to be creative. Now, there's, there's an expression, uh, adversity breeds creativity yes and i feel like the the limited sound fonts of those classic consoles of the nes and the snes then because they were so limited in the sounds that they could produce is that it kind of forced the composers to find different ways to approach the music as a whole
1: sure yeah. well especially nes like so correct me if i'm wrong i'm i'm kind of like a layman in this but the NES didn't have sampled music, like it was you know square waves. Triangle yeah, it was waves, way, like waveforms. Where where like you get to the Super Nintendo, and now you've got samples, and so you can have things like like orchestral strings, and like even if they sound really compressed and like kind of like gamey. Yeah, like it, it was a big jump up. So like all the NES games kind of have this sort of stylistic similarity, I feel like in a way, because they all use those same yeah sounds. they use yeah, they, they, don't, they don't use unique samples.
0: Yeah, I I think that's interesting too because even when you go back to that era, it's really cool because even though it was all done in like that waveform style, you had like specific developers had their specific sound that you got used to like Whenever you played a Sunsoft game, you were like, the bass is going to be bumping. Yeah, you know it's a every Sunsoft game. soundtrack. Like, you know immediately. When you hear when you hear Konami, you know it because of, like, the drum tracks and stuff like that. It all kind of sticks out. You're like, yeah, I know that snare. That's, that's a Konami mm-hmm. snare right there. Well,
2: and this kind of ties into, like, we, we our first episode, actually, sequels. We're going to talk about what, what makes a good sequel. You know, how far is too far away from the original direction. And you kind of get the same sense with the music. Like, you can always tell, like, when you're playing a Mario game, you can always tell when you're playing a Mario game. When you're listening to a Mario soundtrack, you know you're listening to a Mario soundtrack, whether or not it's Super Mario Bros. or Galaxy 2. Like, you know that those sounds are going to be kind of similar just because, like, they they know what the game is supposed to sound
0: like. Oh, yeah. And and you also have that... that I like the way a composer goes about composing. Like Koji Kondo definitely has a style about him that you very clearly can tell. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes guys like that really interesting, Koji Kondo specifically, is how diverse he specifically is. Because when you think about he did the music for that, he did the music for Zelda, and like the vast difference between those two musical styles is wild. But like... I, I always love talking about like the composers of oh, yeah. video game music. Like mm-hmm. Koji Kondo obviously is a legend. Um, Nobuo Uematsu, who did the Final Fantasy soundtracks, yeah. up to 10,
1: I believe. Ten. I think he still had like a little bit of input. Yeah, like, he still does some. Like, but Even aside from things he was the main guy on, he, he had a big reach in that kind of Japanese RPG field. Oh,
0: yeah. Like, uh,
2: wasn't it also the same guy who did most of the Elder Scrolls music as well? It, at least for, like, Oblivion, Skyrim, and Morrowind.
0: No, no Matsu? No, not no oh. A different
2: composer. But I'm pretty sure it was, like, one guy who did most of the music for that.
0: Uh, I'm
2: not 100% certain, though.
0: I think you might be right. I'm not entirely sure of his name, though. Yeah, I know... Um,
2: I want to say Daniel something, but that doesn't feel right. One of Hold the, on to the Google.
0: <laughs> one of the more uh, unique composers that I think of in the modern era. I believe his name is Moto Motoy Sakurabi. He's the guy that did the music for like Dark Souls. He does the music for the Star Ocean games. Okay. Like he's very varied in his style and I like I love that because I've always felt I I've I've always had a hard time kind of describing the music of Dark Souls. Because
1: well, I don't, it's not front and center at yeah, all. Like, except not, when it is. It's
0: not front and center, but it's also not like an atmospheric, like kind of in the background. It's kind of somewhere in between those two, those well, two places.
2: I, I'm glad you brought it up first because I was I was going to talk about Dark Souls because I talk about it. Every episode, that's how <laughs> it's not a, a full episode until I bring up Dark Souls at least once.
1: As far as I'm aware, you can't discuss video games without talking about Dark Souls. That's no. like a, that's a rule. That's well, that's my anchor point. <laughs> it's now part of it. Yeah, all but, games will be compared to Dark Souls. Go. Like,
2: <laughs> the, the thing with the music in that game is how little of it there is. There's not a lot of music like while you're out exploring the world. No, it's and really just it's, kind it's of boss battles. It's reserved for specific places. There's, so there's boss battles and Firelink Shrine. It's important places. And I really feel like where the music shines in that game in particular is in two specific fights. The Ornstein and Smo fight, which is kind of like the midpoint of the game, that's like the main roadblock that a lot of players hit. And it's this big bombastic tune, and it's, and it's, it's just like in your face, <laughs> and it's super crazy. And the final boss fight, the Gwen yeah, fight. the Gwen fight. Where you're, you're coming in there, and they've built this guy up to be the king of the gods, and you're going to kill him, and you're going to be the next king of the gods. And that's kind of how the whole story plays out. And then you get there, and you're expecting another kind of over-the-top, in-your-face kind of music. And it's just this somber piano tune. And I'm pretty sure it's just piano. There's no other instruments in that song, if I'm not the, mistaken.
0: I don't think so. I think it's just the piano. If but there's anything
1: else,
2: it's very subtle. And, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's a very, like, melancholic kind of... Haunting. Yeah.
0: It's very haunting. And it's very
2: different from what you'd expect. And that's, like, the game really does its best to try to manipulate you emotionally with the music and with its placement specifically.
1: It really picks its spots. Another one mm-hmm. that I think of is, is Ash Lake. Like, you get there, and then the, the, the chant starts. Yeah. You know, it's Gregorian sort of thing and it's, it's just like oppressive as you see this vast nothingness sort of
0: mm-hmm. yeah so also, you know,
1: it, it does really pick its spots and the rest is just basically like diegetic it's atmospheric mm-hmm. i
2: did the googling and uh the elder scrolls composer is a man by the name of jeremy soul okay jeremy and so if we're if you're going to talk about ambient music you can't really get away yeah. from him
0: yeah the elder scrolls games do a really good job of like just kind of getting you to feel the environment yeah um, I gotta
1: say, in my brain, the intro music to Oblivion, the main theme, yeah. is exactly the same as the Pirates of the Caribbean music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't unhear <laughs> it. No,
0: it definitely is. I don't, like, it's weird. I don't even really remember the intro theme to Oblivion. Like, I, I played Oblivion, but I don't. It was kind of like the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Yeah. So it was... Yeah, <laughs> it is. But it was like, Which one are you doing? But it was like
2: missing every half beat. <laughs> oh, okay. <Yeah.
0: laughs> like, and I know there might be some people... That would comment on the podcast and say, "Oh, well, what about the Dovakin song?" Yeah, that's one song. Yeah, like think of the entire soundtrack and name like two other songs from the Skyrim soundtrack that stick out like that one. That one's name, supposed to get you in the door.
2: Name a single song that's actually during the, that's actually played during gameplay. Yeah, you don't and, hear the Dovakin song during gameplay. Well,
0: it's and ever. do you remember? I think that's part of it for me, too, and why I like the older soundtracks. I tend to have more of a love for, like, the Japanese RPGs and what they do with their soundtracks, and even just older games in general. But I always ask that question. We, I was doing this when we were playing uh, Rocket League the other night, is every song that came on when we were listening to the Final Fantasy VII soundtrack, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is when I was doing this. This is when I was doing this. And oh, that yeah. tells, like, when the music sticks out enough that you know every moment and where it came, I think that plays, I think that's pretty big.
1: So that's, that's a thing for me. And this is, this is something I was, I've always done, but I haven't always been, like, upfront about because, like, it's different now. But, like, I've always listened to video game music, like, a lot. It's kind of my favorite kind. You yeah. Know? Like, I mm-hmm. listen to it casually. Yeah. And I have forever. Um, not that I don't listen, like, regular music, but, like, it, some about video game music always stood out to me, and now like now people admit that stuff. But like back then, yeah, it was a yeah, little bit different back then. But there's something, there's an associative experience that comes with with listening to the soundtrack, where like it pulls you back through the beats of the game again, and mm-hmm. you can kind of like go back through briefly.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, um, I, I, a newer game that did that for me was uh Bloodstained Curse of the Moon. Like, I can listen to that soundtrack now, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this level. Oh, yeah, that. And I know where I'm at in the game just by listening to the music, whether you shuffle it or whatever. It's the same with, like, me and a friend of mine used to do this little thing. We had challenges for ourselves where he would go on the computer, and I had to turn around, and he'd play Mega Man levels from, like, all the different games, and I had to guess which boss level it was.
2: Oh, okay. And,
0: like, you'd be surprised at how much you remember, like, you could go through nine games of eight bosses, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's Wily Castle, Mega Man 3. Mm-hmm. That's, a, like, that's elect, just, elect Man. And yeah, you it just hits you because you just remember going yeah. through that.
2: Well, I, th- I think with that, like with Mega Man specifically, is that a lot of the the songs, like, they're kind of thematically similar to the the stages. Yeah. Like, with the Elect Man specifically, you'll have, like, a, like what sounds like a little buzz like in the song, and it's like a little distortion, and you're like, "Oh, well, that kind of sounds like what it would be like to get zapped." Yeah, because it has
0: that little like tinking sound that, mm-hmm. ding, 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 yeah, ding, like like you think it about sounds like mechanical electricity
2: and moving yeah. around. Well,
1: it's kind of like Tinker Knight's stage and Shovel Knight. Like yeah. you got the little tinkery sounds as the the percussion, the noise channel. Yeah,
2: yeah. And Shovel Knight's another good one where the tracks match the level, like the spooky stage, Uh Specter Knight. Yeah, it has like a very kind of like Halloweenish kind of sound to it.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, I think what's great about it is if you listen through, and this is a point of comparison, the title for our podcast is, you know, video game music, atmosphere versus what, soundtrack, soundtrack. was it? And there's, so these atmospheric ones, I think, are kind of out of the mentality of making games more cinematic, like movies, you know? Like, yeah. Like yeah. Make it kind of diegetic or like... A little in the background, not these, like, very theme-centric sort of melodic songs. But right. when I listen to the Shovel Knight soundtrack, it has, like, a cinematic quality to it where, like, there's this rising action.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. And yeah. so,
1: ironically, I find that to be more cinematic than something that's atmospheric. Yeah, I can yeah, see that. Yeah, I can see
2: that. Well, I think, That makes sense.
0: And the thing is, like we were just talking about, with these different sounds coming into the different, like, games and different sounds coming into kind of set the palette for the stages that again, goes back to like the limitations that you had. Cause maybe a stage isn't going to look like it's electricity based because you only had so many color palettes. There's only so much you could do on an yeah. NES. Mm-hmm. So the music kind of helps sell that area just as much. And I like that composers today that are doing games like Jake Kaufman for uh shovel Knight Yeah. sat down and went, you know, that was a big part of it is they tried to put that together To make it something that, uh, something that would work and sell you the stage without like the actual stage itself almost. Yeah.
2: Right. And they kind of build off of each other. Yeah. Like with the types of enemies that you would see in a stage versus like the music and it all kinda kinda serves to build into a theme even if that if the actual theme isn't actually shown in the level. Yeah. Like you can tell like this is an electric level even if there is no electricity whatsoever.
0: There. Yeah.
2: Or like a water level where like there might be fish enemies, but you don't ever actually see any water or something like that. And it just it, it all serves to to build the, the level as a whole that the the, su- the whole is greater than the sum of its parts
0: yeah
1: yeah well especially if you go like further back in time like like think of a i want to say a mario 1 water level and take out all the sound and you might not know it's a water level without that like like the enemies are fish i guess but like it's just a blue level and you move weird but like if you don't hear the swimming sounds you don't hear this kind of like aquatic music then yeah I don't know, it's just like a weird blue level,
0: I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I I did a little experiment that I wanted to try out and I thought it was really interesting because I love talking about like video game music and all of it, like the sum of its parts. I had a conversation with my wife about this. Now, to note this for anybody, my wife does not play video games. She never did. Um, But at times, I'll have her listen to songs from soundtracks and I'll be like, what do you feel when you hear this? Like, what is the emotion that you get? Like, what's the feeling? And a lot of times, she'll hit it right on the money. Like, oh, it sounds like, you know, you're going on an adventure. You're discovering the world, and it'll be like a world map in Final Fantasy IX yeah, or okay. something like that. And you're like, that, that's when you know, like, a composer really hit the mark with what they wanted to do is when you can take somebody who's never seen the game, never played it, has no reference to the music whatsoever. And they still get exactly what it was going for. Mm -hmm. I think that plays such a huge part with atmospheric music. I know like the idea behind it is that it's supposed to kind of envelop you more into like the world around you. It's an immersion tactic. And for the most part, I would say like some games do that really well.
1: I guess it's hard to really talk about it because it doesn't stand in memory by nature.
2: Well, I, I think part of the thing with atmospheric music is, is it helps to keep the gameplay from feeling repetitive. Like, let's let's take the Elder Scrolls, for example. They have a very uh, atmospheric soundtrack. It's very much in the background, but it is always there. And so, you know, you're walking through your thousandth mile of forest, but it's a different song that's playing, and it gives you the sense of of moving forward even if it doesn't actually look or feel like that in the gameplay itself. Without the music, you're just some idiot stumbling through the woods. With the music, you're on an adventure. You're exploring. You're, you're just out here picking flowers and trying to take out some bad guys. And it, it helps to, to push the gameplay out of that realm of re- repetition and boring into a sense of purpose.
1: Sure, it it can sustain the energy, I guess. Yes. Um, Yeah, that's a great way to put it. But but I guess, like, I don't know, Elder Scrolls in particular, like, I guess I'm thinking of Oblivion here, because I don't remember Skyrim's, like, atmospheric music that much. Um, I remember there was snow. Um, yeah, there was some snow. There, well,
0: there, there was snow. But, yeah. uh, but thinking back to Oblivion, there were mountains.
1: I, I remember the soundtrack feeling a little kind of like cheap, and, and like it's it's like drywall, you know? Like it's just enough. It's thin, but it stands. You got some music here. Eventually you notice it's looping. <laughs> uh, and it's not very situational to me, where like I think one that really reflects that is Zelda Breath of the Wild, where yes. like, like it's shorter little bits of piano music, like tiny little... Yeah. Yeah, you know, flits here and there, but they always match what you're doing like a like a light kind of like trotting music when you got the horse or right.
2: Well, I like as you get close in that game, I like as you get closer to enemies, you, the combat music starts to fade in more and more. Yeah. As yeah. you get closer and closer to combat. And I thought that was an interesting touch.
0: I would say one of the games that like really started to do like atmospheric music well, like one of the first sort of Companies to do it, or whatever you want to say. I would say first person shooters did a pretty good job of setting that up. Like, if you played through like the single player campaign of like Modern Warfare and stuff like that, they just kind of helped it build tension. Like, the music would come in, and I'll be honest, I don't remember any of the music. Like, none of it sticks out in my head, but I remember when that music was playing, it added to the. Oh crap! So like yeah. it's going down. Like I gotta really make sure I I do this right. Sort of like um. Sort of like the excite or the you got caught music in Mel Gear scene. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're like oh man, but that music's pretty iconic.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, well that movie like really reinforces the the cinematic quality of those games in like the literal sense like they're made to be like movies and it feels like a movie soundtrack when that goes down yeah. yeah Well, especially because the music is so slow like before you get caught like
2: as you're just walking around it's just kind of like bam 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 and it's like real kind of chill and smooth and then you get caught and it gives you that loud bring! yeah like, like it kind of just like you did it you fucked up like and then the ramp up of energy and, in and the music this, it's, yeah. yeah. And it really serves to to hit the mood home. Like it gives you that sudden jolt of being caught and then it keeps that energy up with the music that continues afterwards.
1: Yeah. And so I've, that's a
0: tough one for me when it comes to the Metal Gear solid games. Like where do they classify in these two groups? Are they I think it falls sort like, of like a blend?
1: Kind of in the middle because it, it really feels just like a movie soundtrack to me. Yeah. Yeah. They they pick and choose their moments. And I think that's important. Yeah, like that's, there's
2: not a lot of music in that series, but when it's there, it's important, especially when they played Snake Eater in Metal Gear Solid 3 oh my God. during the three year ladder.
1: Right. Yeah. I love that song. Just, that song's so good. Except
0: it when they play really it
2: during good. the final boss fight. I kind of like that. Uh, some people
1: don't like it, but I think it kind of works. I think it kind of ruins the mood.
0: I thought it was funny when they played it in 4. Yeah, when you're fist fighting uh, ocelot, well, that yeah. ending is so weird. It's just two—it's it o- just two, two old, old men, men punching each other. <laughs> it's two old men boxing to different songs <laughs> and different life bars. <laughs> yes, and different life bars.
2: Such a weird
1: game.
0: It was like it was a weird boss battle, but I kind of like it. Yeah, Like, for yeah. the novelty of it.
1: it it's one... Of, like, I don't think that game is, like, a great story. Uh, I got a lot of problems with Metal Gear Solid 4, but... A like, lot of people do. There, there are some moments that are truly magical, and that fight is one of them.
0: Yeah. Like, I'll be the first one to say, um, in the moment when you're going through the room with... I think it's, like, the radiation or the heat. Oh, the microwave the hallway. microwave hallway. Like, that moment was pretty like i did really like enjoy the way that whole moment was put down like him slowly but like, you're oh, like yeah. he's not making it he's not making it yeah
1: you're mashing that button that's all you have left to do like it, uh it's that's way better ending than that game deserves
0: <laughs> yeah it it is
2: you know a game i actually thought had a really good soundtrack and it's kind of overlooked what's that and it's dead space i thought you were say plock No. Plock has a great soundtrack. It does. It's 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 a bumper. The game itself is kind of meh, but the soundtrack is great. Soundtrack was good. But um no, the the first Dead Space.
0: I don't really remember the music to Dead Space. No one does.
2: And that's because it did a really good job of of feeling like a part of the game. Okay. Like it, it blended into the background, it ramped up when it was appropriate, it scaled back when it was appropriate. And there were a couple of, like, really key emotional moments kind of, like, backdropped by some music, and it it really fit the moment. Like, I don't know if you remember the plot of the first Dead Space. Very little. Spoilers for the 15-year-old game. Um, But you're trapped on this space station. You have to go back to try to save your girlfriend. She's sending you messages. Yeah, wasn't
0: it based on, like, a comic or something like that? Like, Dead Space is based on... It's based on something, I I thought.
2: That I don't know. Yeah. But it, it's see. kinda it's kinda like two thousand one a space odyssey in a sense. Where yeah. like this guy space starts based on
1: Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh,
2: that makes sense. Um Got it. well the main character <laughs> is named after two like huge sci fi writers. His name's Isaac Legolas. Clark. <laughs> Legolas Gimli is his name.
1: <laughs> his He's, name is Isaac Lord of the Rings. <laughs>
2: it's, uh, his name's Isaac Clark. Okay. Uh, Isaac Asimov and Arthur C. Clarke. Yeah. And so, like, you go through the whole game trying to save your girlfriend. She's sending you messages to try to help you along. And then you get to the end and you realize that she was a hallucination the whole time. And she's been dead since the very beginning of the game. You've been doing this all for nothing. And they kind of backdrop that realization with, like, this slow kind of. Kind of coming to grips with something, kind of music. Okay, and it was it was really like emotional and heavy right before this big final boss fight against like an octopus monster. It was the pacing <laughs> in that game was kind of off. But <laughs> all right, <laughs> well that music- was,
1: was kind of like a the times right yeah. where it's like oh this big feelings now fight a giant octopus.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like what is that? Like what is it with that period of time? Because you had you had Watchmen, and Watchmen had. Like if you go by the graphic novel, the giant squid was a giant squid. yeah. But then they changed it to like a computer. I think it was in the movie, like the squid was a computer system or something like that. What what is it with giant octopus squid monsters? Uh,
2: I don't know, man. Well, my wife, she has a limit as to how many, she has like a a bracket as to how many legs is appropriate for a thing. And she's fine anywhere between two and six. Anything less Anything. than two or more than six, and she's just. And I think that's kind of the thing with octopi. It's uh, like it's just got t- it's got too many flailers. Like it's got it just, too much going on. Yeah, it just looks creepy when. But it if it
1: was
0: a squid, she'd be okay. If it was a squid, she'd be okay. fine. Okay, I get it. Yeah. At least we we now have that clarification. Uh, I understand the ethos here. <laughs> so, would you say that the music, in in Dead Space was sort of like more of an atmospheric style? Or? For the most part. Okay. For the
2: most part, it was very atmospheric. Uh, it knew when to blend into the background, but it it shoved itself front and center during the boss fights. Okay. To try to, to bring that emotional energy up.
0: Yeah. So one thing I do want to note for people who are listening, like we're not sitting here saying that a video game soundtrack doesn't add to atmosphere and an atmosphere doesn't add, you know, in the same way. Like these things are entirely exclusive. Yeah, they're not entirely exclusive. Both have that ability. Like we, the perfect example is when we were talking about Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight does both at the same time. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid does both at the same time. It's not, it's just to what degree do they do it. And where is
2: the focus? Yes. That's, that's kind of the important thing. Does it want to be more
0: in the backdrop or does it want to be more front and center?
2: Yeah and i think like the, the best soundtracks know when to switch between the two. Yes. I think Final Fantasy 7 is a great example of that cuz you have like the 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 kind of melodic like exploring the world music when you're in the airship, but then like when you get into a boss fight it's very like in your face, it's got like the hard the hard hits and it just it brings you right into like the emotional state of the characters.
0: Even like the um One of my favorite songs that played while we were listening to the soundtrack is the bike chase. Like when you're leaving Midgar, when you hear that music, you're like, "Yeah, Yeah. man, this is awesome!" And we're
2: about to get some energy right
0: here.
1: We're gonna devote the next thirty minutes of this podcast to just admiring Final Fantasy VII's soundtrack. I, dude, it is. I could do it. I've only played the
2: game
0: twice, and I could. I could. It. It. I. As much as that game is not my favorite game no, in the no, series, it's, it's, it's my favorite soundtrack in the series. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, it, it's an influential game, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I would call it one of, like, the literal best games ever made because it's got some problems. It's kind of janky. It's a miracle it exists,
0: really. <laughs> yeah. But
1: that soundtrack is so good.
0: <laughs> it, it's it's so incredible. Like, that was... And I, was re- I actually read a thing that Nobuo Uematsu did that I thought was really interesting. It was talking about his process for writing One Winged Angel. And I think mm. he made a video about it too. And if I could find it, I'll post a link somewhere. I'm
1: pretty sure it's an IGN video. It shouldn't be hard to find.
0: Okay. He talks about the fact that he he kind of wrote the parts of the song all, to, like all kind of together, but then started mixing them up to kind of change the feel of the song. So it's like, he's like, all right, this will go here. This will go here. Well, you know what? No, let me just mix up the pages of this and see how this turns out. Just and throw it,
2: it all up in the air, gather it up, and then play whatever. Pretty comes much, out, you <laughs>
0: like it, it, it's. And when I when I heard that, it reminded me of this story that I heard about um, Beethoven when Beethoven was. Uh, oh, what is it called? He alive? Was, no, not yes. When he was alive, but Death. when he was the one that was writing the music, or he was the one at uh, I think Vienna Hall. Doing all the music. Okay. Um, Another guy came in and came to the Duke and was like, I want to be that. Like, so he's like, all right, well, you're going to have to play against Beethoven yeah. and prove your worth. You want to beat the, you want to be the best. You, you got to beat, beat the best. best. Yeah. So this guy comes in and he has his music and he plays his piece. And then Beethoven comes in. He has nothing. He didn't bring anything with him. <clears throat> the guy's work is still there. He takes the guy's work, turns it around, flips it upside down, and then plays it backwards, and then adds to it. The guy was so mad, he left and never returned to Vienna again. (laughs) Like, I read this story, and I'm like, that's amazing. Like
2: That's that's an alpha move right there. That's a big dick play. (laughs) That's a big dick play, yeah.
0: (laughs) That's a big dick play to do that.
2: I'm going to take your music, play it all fucked up, add more of it, Make it better,
1: and then you're going to feel embarrassed and yeah. leave. It feels you're like never going to come to my town again. Have you ever seen the movie Amadeus? Yes, I love it feels that like movie. like the scene, like, play Salieri, <laughs> and then he just clowns on him and, like, sticks yeah. his butt out. It's like that times 10.
0: <laughs> it was God. <laughs> like, that whole <laughs> I, I, oh, I, won't, I won't lie. I love that movie. That's a it's really, a really good, good, movie. good movie. I got to go watch that. Yeah, it's That's worth it. That's movie I got to watch. But, um... Getting back to video game music, now. Yes. But I mean, all of it's obviously influenced. Yeah, um, it, all, it
2: all ties together. Music is music.
0: Yes. I, I like talking about the era of the NES, SNES, and the Sega because of the vast difference between the three. Now, Nintendo, or the, the original NES, it's obviously the limitation of the console, but then Super Nintendo was able to use the sampling, but you had the Sega, which is completely different with blast processing with with a
1: very characteristic sound chip yes
0: Mm -hmm. and i i hear it all the time i know a lot of people hate i know a lot of people who hate the sound of the sega you know sound chip Mm And I'm like, you know what? I can see where they're coming from to some degree because there's some music that's just like, oh my god, this is irritating on my ears.
1: It's it's just a, it's like it sounds like utensils being dropped on the floor. Right? Yeah, it's very yeah. grating. And and one of my
2: favorite one of my favorite video game songs comes from the original Sega game.
0: Which game? Song is that?
2: Sonic Two Chemical Plants. Oh, Chemical Plants, a great well, song. Yes, yeah, like that's Sonic probably, is like a great example
0: song. of you know how to use that sound chip. Um, I used to love the uh the Shining Force games. They they had really good soundtracks. Like there's so much music on the Sega, if done right, ca- sounded excellent. I think the thing that I like the most about it, and I've said this a million times, is Sega was the metal oh, dude, system. That, like that when that it crunchy had met- sound was the Hunchy yeah. song, you're you're like, yeah, let's
1: yeah. go. <laughs> but it also had like cool uh, uh, how to put it? Not like a wah pedal, but like a, like a flange sort of yeah. thing to it. Like uh, it's hard to explain, but like that sound chip, Like if you knew how to like bend it to your will, uh, that sounded cool. And what else? I did good on like the hard snares too,
0: and the bass. Like the ba- like pretty much every song on a Sega had a pretty bumping bass. Like yeah. it kind of stuck out.
1: So I wonder if. A lot of the people who don't like Sega music maybe had a bad iteration of the Sega Genesis because there were there were three different models that's and even true. within those models there were revisions and some of them I think actually had like bum sound chips.
0: Oh. yeah, that w- that definitely was one of the problems of having a console that went as long as you know the Genesis did.
1: But I think it also just kind of like if you if you're doing the whole like oh who's better my top ten list of reasons why like. The Super Nintendo looks better because it has the sampled music yeah. where Genesis just has like
0: MIDI. Yeah, if you, if you think about it too, like I've, I've said this before. I don't feel like if you listen, I I, I like listening to the Final Fantasy 6 tr- soundtrack mm-hmm. and then going on the Final Fantasy 7 because I'm like, it's not a huge leap in terms of how the music sounds. It's not like a gigantic leap difference. There's a lot of sound effects that you hear that sound very similar from one to the other that you could almost mistake them between.
1: Yeah. Oh, the DNA is there, and you know, it's you can see it in the game. You can hear it in the soundtrack. Yeah,
0: definitely. Like there's songs like in Final Fantasy VI that use like the bells that Mm -hmm. you'll also hear in Final Fantasy VII. You're like, that's the same bell. That's the exact same. They bell. pulled that. They pulled that out of the closet. Yeah, like they, I know that. I kept bell. that in business. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that and, bell has a name, and I think that's great. Like I think it's. I think it's cool that they did things like that. Um, but what would be your definitive soundtrack if you had to pick one definitive soundtrack? Ooh. Definitive meaning what? Like the soundtrack that. I guess I guess you would call it like a favorite. It's the soundtrack that you could go to and you'll always be like, Yep, I'm good with this.
2: Oh, I have an answer for that. I have an easy one for that. That's Super Mario World for
0: me. Super Mario World. Okay. And
2: it's specifically athletic with Yoshi.
0: So the with <laughs> Bongo.
2: I got I that's the thing about that game is that like it had a dynamic soundtrack. Yeah. Like anytime you got Yoshi, every single track in that game had a secondary track with bongos yes for having Mm. Yoshi even in places where you weren't supposed to be able to bring Yoshi they had that soundtrack yeah I'm pretty sure they have it in like the castle. they do
0: have they do have it
2: in the castle even though you can't physically bring Yoshi into the castle Yoshi can't fit into that enormous door that (laughs) enormous door he can't go in same thing with the ghost house at least the ghost house it makes sense because he's scared you don't
0: want to bring him into the ghosties can I can I can I pose my gripe here with him not going into these places because it, I don't know if it's that he's scared or that Mario jumps off and he's like, I'm going to go in. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, Mario. You, you drop this motherfucker in a pit like every four minutes, but you don't want to bring him into the, into the <laughs> castle all of a sudden. Like, suddenly your moral compass is like, this is bad. You might got hit by a spiky <laughs> turtle. But,
1: but what about the last level? There were,
0: no, no, different.
1: Different. different. That's much this different. Is, this is
2: different. This is not the same thing. He dies immediately when you drop him in the pit. <laughs> Wait, no, it's Mario.
1: It's a much different. It's.
0: <laughs> oh, geez. But so
1: definitive soundtracks. Definitive. Okay. I, well, I want to give one more shout out to Super Mario World. The Valley of Bowser music. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh that's my jam. It is,
0: <laughs> it is good. <laughs> the castle music. Like everything. Again, everything.
1: Everything. All so good.
0: Them. You want to know what my favorite song is from that, and it's a weird one to pick. Oh god, the Star World music. Oh, it's so uh, good. The Star World, do, do, or no, the Special World. The, the, the Special do, World. Do, 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 oh okay. Do, 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 do,
2: yeah, because yeah, the Star World music is just a slowed down version of yeah. the normal theme. Bam 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 That one's <laughs> good. <too. laughs> no, good but one. the
1: Special World theme has that little cameo at the end. Like if you wait long enough, it yeah. breaks into the original Super Mario Brothers. Behind. Yeah, I actually did not know that. Yeah. Oh, we're gonna listen to that right after this. I'm yeah, in. I'm in.
0: Like, what a good soundtrack. That's, that's, so a, good. that's a great choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's,
2: that's, that's like, that was the game I played most as a kid. There were, like, three games that I got really into as a kid. One of them was Super Mario World. There was Link's Awakening and a game that I don't know if anyone has ever heard of called Mole Mania. Well, I've heard of Mole Mania. I've never played it. I think it somebody though.
1: was talking to me about it. It was probably you. It was probably me. <laughs>
2: But I remember they played, like, you know how in between segments on GDQ they'll have, like, the the soundtracks that they'll play? Well, they've played Mole Mania music, and I'm like, it does exist!
0: This <laughs> was not just some fever dream I had. Yeah, like,
2: it was this really weird, like, puzzle game where okay. you had to, like, use a cannonball. For the det- SNES? Uh, no, for the Game Boy, actually. Oh, okay. And... Like, there was this whole segment where you dug underground and you had to, like, avoid obstacles and the puzzles got harder and harder. It was it was a really, really difficult game for, like, eight, nine-year-old me. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember it so vividly because of how, like, complex the puzzles were. Because it was kind of like a portal situation where you had to change the way that you thought in order to solve the puzzles. Yeah. And I found that to be really interesting because most puzzle games, they just kind of presents you with the same scenarios, just kind of dressed up differently. Yeah. Whereas uh, the good puzzle games, your Portal and your Mole Mania, and I can't think of any other good puzzle games. Uh, oh, what was it? I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, they force you to think in a different way.
0: Yeah. One, can I give one shout out to a soundtrack? It's not my definitive soundtrack, but I have to give a shout out to it because I think it's a soundtrack that people enjoy, but I think it's really underrated for what it is. And that Zombies That Ate My Neighbors. Oh, yeah. The soundtrack in that game is great because it immediately gives you the feeling of a B-horror movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, you combine that with just the title screen. I, I feel like the title screen is a really great touch of that game because it's just the big spiral. Yeah, it's the big super spiral. super campy.
0: <laughs> and, like... The music is great by itself, but mm-hmm. you think about it in the context of the game and how the game is supposed to be framed, sort of like a bad B movie. And you're like, man, they they nailed it. Like whoever yeah. the composer was, knocked it out of the park. Mm-hmm. And the game is also awesome. It's a, it's a good game. Never beaten it. That's a hard. Game. It's hard as yeah. shit. <laughs> I'd love to beat it, but it's tough. Add that to Game Crunch. Oh
2: God. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
0: Put that in there.
2: You'll start playing that now, and you won't finish it before the end of the year. No. I'm, trying,
0: I'm trying to play lazy games that I can beat easily. <laughs> <laughs> so you what can you bang to, out to a night. Come yeah, right. on, you need
1: to finish 100 games. 100 games. Oh, God.
0: <laughs> this, is, this is what Pat's trying to put on me. He's been trying to put 100 games on me in a year. 100
1: games. That's a game every three days-ish.
0: Yeah, Roughly. It's I
1: mean, you can finish more than one in a night. We yeah, can probably hit 200, 500, you know. <laughs> 500. 500
2: games. Just quit your job and do nothing but beat easy
0: video games. I'll do that. Well, no, they won't work. I was going to say, I'll do that if you donate to our Patreon. But if I, if they donate to the Patreon, then I won't be on Twitch anymore. He'll do it off stream. I'll do it off stream. I'll just send you pictures. <laughs> but if you donate to the $20 tier, I won't send you the pictures. I won't. <laughs>
1: and for $100, he won't play video games for an entire day. <laughs> so... Definitive
2: soundtracks. Because we've only gotten one answer so far. So we've gotten
1: one. Do you want to go or shot? Uh, go ahead. You know what? Because we already talked about it. It's gotta be the Final Fantasy Seven soundtrack. Okay. It's got everything. It's four and a half hours of solid gold people.
0: I I can see that. I can definitely I can definitely like it was up there on mine when I was sitting here going through it when I came up with like what's the definitive? I was like, Is it is it Final Fantasy Seven? Uh,
1: it's that's it's definitely on that list. It's, it's the one that I thought, like, what could possibly contest this?
0: For me, I think my definitive, and it's the whole of them, is Shovel Knight. Because oh, yeah. Shovel Knight, and then Spectre of Torment, and uh, Plague of Shadows, the three soundtracks together, and the way they vary the music, it's so good. Oh yeah, it's the same music mm-hmm. for each character, but it's... Different. Yeah, they change. The up, yeah, they change out the music. Like some of the levels, the music will be exactly the same, but then some of them like I believe in Spectre of Torment they change it they don't change it in Plague of Shadows, but in Spectre of Torment they change King Knight's music. Oh yeah. And it's I like a the major change. key, right? Like, yeah. It's, it's some like happy. It's it's, and... it's happy, it's a little bit more grandiose. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whereas and, in a lot of the
2: stages in that game they kind of toned it down a little bit.
0: Yeah. To make I,
2: it more like somber.
0: I would say to fit an- in with the
2: theming of the game.
0: Another one that did it kind of in a similar way to King Knight, and it's my favorite. It's my favorite song on the uh, in the entire soundtrack is Cargo of Fineries, which is the Propeller Knight stage, <laughs> specifically Inspector of Torment. Yes, I love that version because it almost feels like a dance number, kind of mm-hmm. like it's got mm-hmm. like a drop and stuff, and you're like, this is a- <laughs> it's like amazing. I used to run to it. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd run to that song because it was just so good. You're like, I can't, I I can't help it.
2: Now yeah. I do have a, a secondary option to Super Mario World, and it's a Mario game for the SNES, and that's Yoshi's Island.
1: Yoshi's Island? Okay. I only got some bangers.
2: Yoshi's Island, it's it's a lot more complicated than most of the, the other SNES music, and I think that's because it came so late in the development cycle.
0: Yeah, one of the things I really love about that game, and it, Kind of goes along with what Super Mario World did with Yoshi. When like you add Yoshi, you get the bongos. But as you beat each world, the main world music got a little bit more complicated. Yeah, they yeah. add yeah. another each channel time, to they it. They add another channel to it, and it got more and more mm-hmm. complex. So and when you
1: get like a little bit past the halfway point, and you know that do 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 burn it, yeah, like, they add that horn. It's like oh boy, I'm getting close to the mountaintop, people.
2: Yeah, or a uh, Yoshi story was another really good one. I don't Yoshi know if story, got that, the yeah. music. But the game itself was kind of eh. Yeah. But the music, it slapped. The uh,
0: and I gotta say, out of all the out of all the Mario games, I think Yoshi's Island has my favorite last boss music. That oh, fight, that's ag- good. The fight against Baby Bowser. Oh yeah. Is so good. Like mm-hmm. I can't help but love that music.
2: Now after playing Sunshine, I can't help but be mad. At Yoshi's Island for introducing baby Bowser as a character. <laughs> <laughs> Aww, like just stick man. with like the like the Bowser kids. Like let it let it have been Lemmy instead of like Bowser Jr. Because he already has eight kids and like what happened to them? Yeah. Did he just kick them out of the house when Bowser Jr. came along? He you says, guys don't look enough like me. This is my heir. <laughs> Go feed yourselves to wolves.
1: And then you never see any of his kids again.
0: His his other eight kids are from different wives. Like <laughs> this is his current marriage. Yeah. From his eight previous wives. Yeah, this is wife nine. And like they're still together. It's all good. He's still trying to capture Peach for whatever reason. But she
2: hates his kids from his previous yes. marriage. She's super jealous. Yeah. And so he forces him to kick them out of the house. Sounds like fucking Mari episode or something. Well, now we know why Bowser's so angry all the time.
0: Bowser, you are the father. <laughs> he has uh wow. has to pay alimony for all eight kids. Yeah. Wild. It's I can understand be- why he's mad. Yeah, I get it. I <laughs> he's get it. Have it. To now. pay
1: five coins per turn.
0: <laughs> oh my god. The dumb shit that comes out of our mouths. Yep. If you don't want to hear it, <laughs> And you can
1: pay us money to shut, <laughs> money
0: to shut up. If you do want to hear it, you
2: can go down to your local 7-Eleven. Yes. Right next to the hot dogs, you can pick up the podcast and it, get a golden loot box
0: and filled it, well, with mustard. It, well, actually, you remember, we? I think we initially said, I might be wrong because it goes off the rails yeah, a lot. Yeah, I don't know what this I how- thought it was you pick up the loot box and you might get the podcast. Because no, it's a no. loot box. You pick up the,
2: the, the podcast, you get the loot box, but it might be a golden loot box.
0: Ah, yeah. okay.
2: The golden loot box is the only one with the mustard in
0: it. And you can get skins. Yeah. They might not be skins for anything you've ever played in your life, but no, you can get skins.
2: No, it's mainly just like when we get sunburned, so we just peel it off and stick it in there. and
0: It's actual It's just st- actual yeah. skin. Wow. I didn't know. Skin. (laughs) I didn't know we were putting skin in boxes now.
1: Hey, it's a legendary skin. (laughs) Something, something skinner box.
2: Oh, Oh, it's burning down again.
0: This joke needs some assembly. (laughs) The, the, I, I, like I said at the very beginning of the podcast, I always go back to that era. Like, I feel like that golden era was, at least for me, was NES. Sega Super Nintendo. There are the soundtracks that stick out the most to me. Like, oh, there, yeah. there are some PlayStation, PlayStation Two, and and beyond. Sure. soundtracks, but it's really because obviously I said my definitive soundtrack was Shovel Knight. But right, yeah,
1: but there's there's ones in that like because sec- I feel like by necessity they had the melodic soundtracks, and then when like disc based games came out, they were like, oh, we can have like all this like regular ass music, right? Yeah. So, but there's some memorable melodies in there like the halo theme stands out in memory you know? yeah, oh, like, yeah. Da, 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 da. like that's great like awesome i'm hopping your warthog and let's jam out mhm but then you know i, I think that like nostalgia kind of came around to we reap some of the benefits cuz when shovel knight came out we were starting to have like the pixel games again and there was a big resurgence of the eight bit melodic soundtrack. Yeah. Hey, it's back.
0: I think something that's interesting too, and a lot of people, I guess some I've I've heard people call it like a cop out, but I I kind of disagree with it. Is you have and I, I'm not talking about specifically games like rhythm based games like uh rock band and stuff, because obviously they're just using, you know, copyrighted music. Mm. But I know some people that use like gta like oh well the music's what you hear in the car and it's typically copyrighted music written by some artist and i don't necessarily believe that it takes away from the game i think in a way it actually kind of helps the game
2: well i, th- I think that the real world music in the gta series is it's counterbalanced by a lot of like the talk segments and the commercials yeah. because the the talk segments and the commercials like uh like GTA Four is the one They're I played gold. the most stuff. <laughs> it's perfect. Uh, was it Judge the Judge one? You know what I'm talking about? Oh, uh, no.
0: There's it's from Four. It's from Four. Okay, I I only played. I didn't play a ton of Four. I so. played the shit out of Four. Uh,
1: I know the one you're talking about. But it was that. like a, it was like
0: a du- like a mm-hmm. Judge
2: Judy type radio show. Okay, but the judge was a huge misogynist <laughs> and. Like so it would go from like, you know, playing switch from like Pearl Jam or, or whatever it was that was actually playing on the radio to this this radio show about a couple fighting to the death in gladiatorial combat. Yeah. <laughs> like to figure out who got the designer plates or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it was it was super out there, but it the real world music was counterbalanced by these segments. Yeah. By like the entertainment news talking about like Stuck up celebrities and all of that. And it kind of fed into this world being real. Yeah. So I think in that sense, the music kind of lent itself to that.
1: That, that That's kind of... created an immersive sort of thing where right. like there, there's this breathing sort of musical ecosystem going on.
2: And there's the, there's that connection between... Because you can get in your car and turn on the radio and hear that exact song. Yeah. And so it created that that emotional connection, that through line between what was going on in the game and what happens in real life.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a big part of what those games were trying to achieve. And you're seeing that even more now, because have you guys heard of the GTA Five 5M uh, mod that's out there? Mm-mm. So there's this mod, it's called 5M, and basically it adds all sorts of different uh, things that can be done to servers that people play on for GTA Online, And people are doing, like, full-blown role-playing servers now. GTA RP is huge. Yeah, where, you know, you play the character, you'll get, like, a real job, you'll go out and do stuff. Like, there's cell phones where you could text message people in the game. Like, it's gone full in, and I think with that music and everything being included in it, like, that only helps make that experience that much more whole for people. Yeah. Which is exactly what they were trying to achieve. It's all about
1: the whole experience. It is neat that there's... There's kind of like two soundtracks for Grand Theft Auto though and it, it reminds me of I have the vinyl soundtrack for Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. the first movie and it's two discs. The first one is the movie's like original orchestral soundtrack and the second disc is the mixtape he has like all the popular songs. Yeah. yeah. So like part of the music is the radio, the popular music. But the other side is is like the I forget the title of of the main theme. It's like like the the Russian connection or something, but yeah. it's, it's the the kind of like stirring strings, you know, the yes. da, 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 da. so there, there's two soundtracks I think that are there, and that that adds something to the game because then like you, you take that step back,
0: yeah, yeah, because there definitely is original music. Because I feel there. like
1: when you get that flourish of the the original soundtrack, it, it only seems to happen what like when you load up the game. Yeah, you hear the main theme while yeah. loading, but then you might hear a flourish of it, say when like a mission concludes. Yeah, when you yeah. complete
0: a mission, because I always think of the I always think of the music from San Andreas when you complete a mission, that like sort of West Coast mm-hmm. hip hop, like West yeah. Coast rap with the wad out guitar. Yeah, you hear and San that. San Andreas
1: was really good for that. too. Yeah, but I feel like when the original soundtrack kicks in, it's it's like a moment for reflection. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get right back into your game world. Like, you jump back into the immersion.
2: Yeah, like, just for a moment, it's like... It reminds you that you're playing a game, but then it lets you forget it right It's it's nice. It punctuates situations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Punctuation, that's a good way to put it.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, the goal of the GTA games was that they were... The music is just for, like you said, the punctuation. The game's really supposed to speak for itself. Yeah. The game... It... Being this sandbox game where you can pretty much do whatever you want, the game is supposed to be the primary focus, yeah. Not, yeah. not the music For or anything a game else. That,
1: like, I feel like that franchise kind of, this is like loose, fuzzy brain history, but it's it's like the first sandbox game in the same way Super Mario Brothers was the first video game. Yeah. yeah. You know so it it works for that like you, you want to just kind of like get back into what you're doing cuz it's not a game you're just walking around the city. Yeah it's
2: yeah. A, it's a doing things simulator. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you have either of you ever sat down and just done like really mundane shit in a GTA game?
1: Oh I oh, yeah. I spent a lot of time driving properly.
0: <laughs> I I have I've done that. I was a taxi driver I've, at I've one point. I've
1: done very little like normal
2: stuff in that game. I have a lot of stories where I do like crazy shit. Like, the, like, I have this one story I call the Phantom Fire Truck. Oh, it was so oh good. God, I, got, <laughs>
0: I need to hear this. So,
2: I decide, I just, I'm sitting there, and I'm driving, I drive past this fire station, and I see, like, three firefighters washing this fire truck in the driveway. So, I'm like, I want that fire truck. So, I steal the fire truck, I start shooting people, I start spraying people with, with the, the hose. Water.
1: And so, I that get- means what do, right? Well, I remember at the time, we were doing, like, the pass the controller, and, like, Go on a run. Do yeah. something. That's what it was. And so that you can pass the controller.
2: I got really good at dropping nades out the window, <laughs> for like, pursuing police officers. So I got myself up to three stars pretty easily. So I take this fire truck on the highway, still just spraying water all all over the place. And in GTA, <laughs> the lights are on. Yeah, the lights are on. It's, it's wee-woo, water going everywhere. And... In GTA 4, there were sections of the highway where, like, the barricade, like, the sidewall was gone and it was just cones. So, I see one of those and I'm like, here's my chance. And I drive off the highway and it's like a 20 foot drop. I land on the ground and my stars immediately disappear.
1: You dropped what, like, three, four stars? Three, four stars. Instantly.
2: Immediately. So, I'm just imagining it from the cop's perspective, like, What happened to that fire truck that was spraying everybody? Meanwhile, I'm still sirens going, water everywhere. (laughs) they
0: are flying away. They're up there like,
1: I guess that's over.
0: (laughs) He's dead. He died. We don't have to worry about it anymore.
2: But It's the phantom fire truck because the cops
0: are just like, well, it disappeared. I have. I forgot you were there for that. I have a story similar to that with Red Dead Redemption. I was playing Red Dead Redemption online and it was me and my cousins and two of my friends and we're playing. We, we had a gang that we put together and we'd ride around on mules <laughs> and we'd show up in towns and we wouldn't fight other people. We would just go in the middle of the town and just start punching each other <laughs> and then we'd leave. <laughs> like That's all we did. So,
2: so you were basically just the WWE. <laughs> yeah,
0: we wanted to see if other people would jump in. So we would go to a town and start just duking it out.
2: Did anyone ever jump in? A couple of times. Okay.
0: <laughs> but one time we're riding between towns. And as we're riding, my our one friend's like, I'm being attacked. And we're like, all right. And we all like kind of stop and look around because we're like, all right, maybe he's getting shot from somewhere. Even though we didn't hear guns or yeah. anything. We're like, I don't know what's going on. So we're looking around and there's nothing. There's no animals, nothing. All of a sudden, he just drops dead. And we're like, what just happened? We look at the top of the screen and it says he got mauled by a bear. And we're like, where's the bear? <laughs> we're like, there's an invisible bear somewhere <laughs> killing people. How terrifying. Which It's event- the worst kind of bear. Eventually, we find out for some reason, the bears up in the skybox... So it's it's registering it as, as if it's on the ground, but it's up in the sky. So you can't fight it. But we're like, it's Sky Bears. <laughs> <laughs>
1: sky Bear will tear you apart.
0: That's another game that does really well with the music. Sky like, Bear. The Red Dead Redemption games do a really good oh, job yeah. of setting that like old west Western movie style music. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: That was another game that, that heavily focused on atmosphere in general. Oh, yeah. Like, the the number of times that you're just riding slowly next to somebody on a horse is, like, how much game time is that? Like, two hours of just listening to conversations, walking slowly on a horse? Yep. Like, anyone who's into, like, the high action gameplay is like, why am I still doing this? Like, this is, it's boring now you
0: can
1: fold <laughs> video games And full laundry at the same time yeah
2: <laughs> but it's atmospheric it lends to the, the atmosphere of the world yeah
0: it's like i the one moment i remember is i'm trying to think it, i can't remember the name of the song but in red dead redemption 2 it's like this point in the game and i'm going to be giving spoilers guys so if you don't want to hear them pause it now and maybe I'll put like a timestamp as to when it ends.
2: Go play Red Dead Redemption 2. And then, and come, then come back. back.
0: <laughs> That's going to be, you're going to be a while. It's a pretty long game. But um, there's a moment in the game where Arthur Morgan is the main character that you're playing as. And he's part of the Vanderling gang. And he starts having doubts about Dutch. Like he feels like Dutch is losing it. um, And he feels like another member of the gang is getting in his head and getting them kind of to kind of go nuts. Kind of twisted. Yeah. So there's this moment in time where, uh, also spoilers, uh, Arthur Morgan gets tuberculosis like midway through the game. So he knows he's basically got a death sentence. Yeah. You know, they told, like the doctor tells him when he's in the doctor's office, like go to, can you go to like California? Like go somewhere dry and you might be all right. (laughs) But uh, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to pick up, you know, with all my money and just take off. Yeah. But um. so he tells, um, why am I forgetting his name? Main character of Red Dead Redemption. Marston, John Marston. Marston. John Marston. He tells John Marston, leave. Like, you have a family. Get out of here. Like, things are going south. Yeah. And the only thing that's going to come of this is we're all going to die. Get out while you can.
2: Um, and then he does, and then they do, and
0: yeah, and then they <laughs> do, and like there's this moment where he's riding his horse, and the music's kind of like it's somber but happy at the same time, like, like a bittersweet, yeah, almost. like a bittersweet like he he like you know he did the right thing, but you also know you're coming towards the end of Arthur Morgan,
2: yeah, and you got a touch of consumption
0: that music. Really sold that moment to you, like Mm -hmm. because all you're doing at that moment is riding the horse back to like camp, but the music sells it. Yeah, it sells that entire moment to you like that moment of clarity.
2: It's not a normal trip back to camp. No, there's there's a little more emotional weight to it.
0: So and and that's something I think they do really well in that game. And Rockstar does really well, like we said, is it picks and chooses its spots that it wants to use that music, and when it does it really emphasizes that moment in the game so that you really feel it.
2: Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm trying to think of times where a soundtrack may have failed a game. And the, the one example that comes to mind for me, actually, is Super Mario 64. Because Super Mario 64, they use the same track for, like, four different levels. These the slider theme, yeah. The slider theme. It was also Rainbow Road. I believe it was also TikTok Clock. Mm-hmm. Basically, the entire end game is this one song. Yeah, so you're they, listening they, to the same song on loop for however long it takes you to beat those stages.
0: You hear the Bowser, the Bowser like level music multiple times. Yeah,
2: but for that, it's never too long. No, like, because the Bowser stages only have one star and then the boss fight you're not there for too long, but you're talking about eight stars or what is it? It's eight stars it's per six stage. Stars six plus stars a, plus, a a plus a hundred star. star. Yeah. yeah. So you're in those stages for a lot longer. And especially with something like Rainbow Road, a level that requires a lot of waiting, mm-hmm. you're listening to this soundtrack. Like it fits the stage, but it's just way overused. It's yeah, in
1: both of the late game worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, it's a case where I think one more track would have really helped that yeah.
2: yeah. Just I, one. Is all they needed for that.
0: Like the the music was apropos, but a little bit more of it would have been helpful. Cause like the the music when you're in, what's the name of the snow level? Uh, oh. Cool Cool Mountain. Cool Cool Mountain. Like it's fine. Like mm-hmm. the, the music is good. It's just, it could have used more of yeah. it.
1: Yeah. I think it's that one instance in the soundtrack where it's just like, oh my God, the song. The song. Again and again. But there's plenty. And it fits all the stages. It
2: fits where it goes, but it's just, it's condensed right there at the end. So it's like, okay, so I'm going to hear this when I'm falling asleep tonight. Cool.
0: Yeah. Like, th- you could talk about, I mean, for games that had failed soundtracks, you could talk about plenty of, like, cheap games. That, oh, that, yeah. That, like, Those are easy, though. Yeah, that's, low-hanging that, 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 that's low-hanging fruit. That's low-hanging fruit. Like, it's so easy. Um, There's a game that has no music in it at all. That I want to play just because I saw like a clip of it, and I know it's going to be awful, but I still need to play it. It's called Fat Dude Simulator. Oh gosh! <laughs> and I'm like, I got to play this game now. It's just a fat guy in his underwear running around like attacking an imp or something. I I, don't, I have no I idea.
2: Mean, th- from my understanding, that's what fat dudes do. Yeah, <laughs> that's apparently the life of a fat
0: dude. <laughs> like I never knew this, but
2: I'm um, next time I I'm see one of my coworkers, I'm going to have to ask him if he actually caught the imp. Because, okay. Yeah. He's a fat dude. He's a fat dude. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. But I'm trying to think of a game where I feel like the music just completely failed.
2: I just fell flat on its face.
1: Mm.
0: Cause I know I've got, I know I've got to have something. Oh, there's gotta like, be something. There's something there. in that, in my brain that I'm like, cause I know I'm thinking of games and I'm like, there's, there's a soundtrack in there that I'm thinking of. But I can't think of what it is yeah. right now. It's like in the back of my mind. But I know they're out there. They've got to defi- be out there. There's definitely plenty of games out there where I'm like, what is this music? This does not work or the well music with this takes at away all. from the game. Yeah. Like the music... I've had games where the music feels like it doesn't fit. And then I've had video games where the music... It's just bad. You're like no yeah what are what these is, noises what is this like why did you decide on this sound like the sound is grating at best <laughs> so they do exist
2: they do exist we just can't think of any right now yeah we
0: can't think of any right now but we're we, positive
1: people we think about the things we liked yeah yeah
0: i think of games like little samson which had great music or um gimmick had great music like, or heavy
2: barrel heavy Barrel.
0: I'll think about Heavy Barrel every day. Like
2: <laughs> Plock had great music.
0: So I think it's funny he brought uh, that Pat brought up Heavy Barrel. When we were playing Rocket League the other night, I decided to play the Heavy Barrel soundtrack and I had this huge smile on my face the entire time it's on. Like I could still play that <laughs> game every day. Yeah. <laughs> like to this day I could still do it.
1: But our research found that two so- two soundtracks in specific. Goddess Wins. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it was uh, Mega Man X and Plock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mega but Man X, that's, that's
2: that's a banger soundtrack. A, yeah, oh,
0: that's my jam. But we did get Plocked. We eventually did get Plocked we ourselves. Got blocked. We got reverse Plocked.
2: Mm-hmm. We got reverse Plocked. But um, so I actually, there, there's one series in particular where I feel like the music is similar throughout the entire series, but it's also really different depending on like the generation. And so I want to hear your favorite Mega Man series track. What's your favorite favorite
0: song? out of both like both X and original? Any or- Mega Man
2: game. Any game that has Mega Man in the title. Ooh. What is your favorite song? Wow. Specific level, if you have one. I do I have an answer and it's a fairly uh I guess noobish answer. Mm. Because everyone will say it. it's Wily two and Wily two. It's a good one. Okay. Wily two from Mega Man two or Bubble Man
0: or are you talking what? that's
2: Wily one. Is it Wily one? It's Wily one or Bubble Man. Bubble Man is Bubble one. Man's a good one.
0: Yeah, Wood
1: Man's a good one. But-
0: Wood Man. Yeah. Do, 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 do. <laughs> like I love them drums dun, at the beginning. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um. Oh my God! I'm trying to think of it. What would mine be?
2: <laughs> I'm
1: trying. What, what about you?
0: What do you uh, like I got to go with Boomer Kawanger. Boomer Oh, uh, right. That's
1: mine. It starts with that uh with that keyboard. That uh, oh, so good.
0: Um. Oh my God! Why am I not thinking of his name? Describe him. It's Mega Man One.
2: Uh, guts.
0: No. I know. I know. Guts had a banger track. It's the. Oh, um. I know what you're talking about. Like I'm trying to think of who it is. It's like a star level, right? All uh, right. I gotta I, now. I gotta look up the soundtrack. <laughs>
2: He's super far away from his mic right now. <laughs> He's I looking
1: am. Up the music. No. It's not Fireman. No, it's not
2: Fireman. I think it might mm-hmm.
1: be Cutman. Mm-hmm.
2: No, it's not Cutman. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Cutman. Mm-hmm. You're
1: right. Mm-hmm.
2: It's not Electman Man mm-hmm. either. It's like a star mm-hmm. level. No, it is. Oh yeah, there it, it is. is a it is a lack man. It is a lack man. Yeah.
0: I thought it might have been a lack man, but I'm like, no, I don't think it's a lack man. Yeah, but it is a lack man. Lack man. You doubted yourself. I yeah. doubted myself, but I was right all along. <laughs> never, never doubt your gut. But a lack man. Never doubt your guts, man. Ah, <laughs> see that. that's a bad enough joke to end on. <laughs> that's a bad enough joke to end. I have on. Expected. somebody
1: pay us so we can shut up, please.
2: I have expected the rim shot on that one. <laughs>
0: I I let it play real I let it play real low. It wasn't good enough for a loud rimshot. <laughs> but if you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast, or iTunes or all of them.
2: And this if this is your first time here, this is not our first episode. So feel free to go back and listen to the rest of the episodes cuz they are top-notch. There's there's a lot of things that we reference here that kind of got brought up in those other episodes. And we're going to be building on some some jokes that we made, like the whole 7-Eleven thing. Yeah, that's that's episode one. That's that's, that's an OG thing. So if you want the context for that, you're not going to get it there either because there is no context. It's just a joke, but you'll get it at that point. But go back and listen to the other stuff we did a really good job on it you'll enjoy it i promise if you didn't like it donate to our patreon so we don't make any more we won't make any more (laughs) uh but yeah i mean me personally i think the two episodes that i really enjoyed the most were controllers and sequels i think those were both like really good episodes yeah Mm
0: -hmm. so
2: go back and listen to those listen to all of them we're the best just do it.
0: I would also suggest the speed running episode. That one was that
1: was, that was good. That was, they, they've all been good. Yeah, like they've all been good. So, I don't know. I can't promise that if you listen to the other episodes that you will like them. But I can promise that if you give me $1,000, I will quit this podcast forever.
0: <laughs> I will quit this podcast forever for $1,000 a month. Like it's a Patreon, so it's monthly. So oh.
1: I mean, if if somebody wanted to give me a thousand dollars a month to ensure I would never come back,
2: if you give us two thousand dollars a month, you'll get early access to the nothing that we put
0: out. <laughs> if, if we if we if we hit two thousand dollars a month, I'll get off social media altogether. I'll just yeah, disappear
1: yeah. for twenty five hundred a month. I will sign a sworn affidavit, <laughs> <laughs> leaving
0: social media. And for $5,000 a month, I will just become a mountain man. (laughs) (laughs) Just living off of moonshine and deer
1: meat.
0: (laughs) But thank you, everybody, for watching. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, obviously, like I said, check it out on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you're listening to it right now. Like and subscribe. Yeah, remember to follow or subscribe, whatever it is for that particular, you know, yeah, just Format. make sure
2: you're notified of when we put out new stuff so you get first dibs on it. You can comment first and be an internet cool guy. Yeah.
0: If there's comments, I don't know if there are. On YouTube, there is. On YouTube, there are. Please increase our engagement metrics. <laughs> <laughs> but I hope you enjoy the episode, and I will catch you on the next one.
2: Whatever time it happens to be, wherever it is you happen to be, I hope you have a good
1: one. Good night, Courtney.